All right, what's going on, good people? Coming with a little bit more of a somber uh, mood on this particular video. Um, as we recently have heard of the passing of, and you know, tragically, surprisingly, uh, and unfortunately, as always, the passing of John Hubert, which to some people knew him as Luke Harper, to others knew him as Brody Lee, to others a little bit more personally knew him as John Huber. Um, this one, you know, this one kind of, I think, surprised us all. Of course, uh, Casey and Adam with me as well. Um, yeah, I think it surprised us all because it was just completely out of the blue, um, you know, and, and it was it wasn't like, oh, you know. He was a little bit on the older side, so you, you eventually think it's it's going to happen. No, this was just out of the blue, surprising and I think those are the hardest ones. I don't know how – I mean, I, I know, like – and I've been thinking about kind of how I want to put my words together, and I still can't. But, like, I think these are the hardest ones. You know, the ones where you lose somebody in their prime, they all suck, which is one of the interesting parts about the wrestling fan base is, like, we connect so much with these people, whether they're legends Sometimes they're jobbers, sometimes they're mid-carders, sometimes they're tag team guys. But, like, we connect with these guys on such a personal level, no matter really who it is. And especially when it's in their prime, I think it hurts that much more. Um, you know, of course, you know, it makes me think back to, like, Eddie. Eddie was one who we lost in his prime, and it was just so heartbreaking because you knew he had so much more to give and and – you know, so much more that, that he could have done. And I think this is the same way. Um, whereas like Brody, John had so much more he could give us. Um, and it felt like he was hitting like a second peak almost. Like I, I think, you know, for me, I was first introduced to uh, Brody Lee as Luke Harper in WWE, uh, you know, and, and as the, with the Bludgeon Brothers, the Wyatt family, et cetera, et cetera. And I was like, this dude's freaking good. You know, I remember, I think Casey and I were talking uh, during a video. It was when he was going after the Intercontinental Championship and Eric Rowan was hurt as usual. Uh, <laughs> Eric, Eric Rowan was hurt. And, you know, we were like, this guy freaking deserves this. He deserves this title run right now. But uh, this was so Eric Rowan was attending to his gigantic spider. Right. Yes. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> right. Your gigantic, his gigantic spider that, that of course, when, uh, when Harper left, he, he had to, you know, find another partner. So, you know, the spider had to come into play. Um, but it was very, uh, you know, it was interesting seeing and sad and just made me really sad seeing all the the different um, just tributes to him. You know, like Enzo had a, had a really heartfelt tribute to him, as um, Sarah says, Randy, Ort Randy Orton had a very heartfelt tribute to uh, to to John as well. It, it just, you know, it's just a sad situation. And, and, you know, I'm definitely interested to hear kind of you guys' thoughts, especially when you first heard the news. Cause I think we were all very like, nah, no, no. And I, I guess it's, it was one of those situations where it was, it was, it was very out of the blue. So you were like, nah, no way. Not, not let me, you know, let me go fact check myself and make sure this isn't some internet hoax or something. I got to go see and make sure, you know, that this isn't some, somebody trolling or something like that. Cause that does happen from time to time. And it wasn't, um, which, and I think some of us would have been better off if it was a troll, but uh, it's definitely sad. Um, very sad news. I, I was uh, 
just upset about it. And, and, you know, I haven't even watched any of the, the tributes yet because it's just like, I want to, uh, but I, I don't think it's clicked with me yet either. Like, I don't know if I, I'll have to see the, you know, the dark order without him, see the graphic on the screen. I don't know. Like it hasn't clicked for me as a wrestling fan, being a fan of his. Um, and of course he hadn't been on TV for a little bit of time. Uh, so I think that was kind of interesting too. Like, whereas with, with Eddie, uh, you know, he had been on TV like literally the week before. So it really, you know, was like, oh, my goodness. And then, like, you know, Brody hadn't been on TV for uh, a couple of weeks now. But nonetheless, I mean, it, it's definitely definitely was sad for me. Um, I guess we'll, we'll go to Casey first as Adam gets settled. Um, Casey, how, how you know, when you heard the news, how were you feeling and kind of anything else you've been, I guess, thinking about throughout the entire last couple of days, really? Uh, I, man, I don't know what to think. I, I really, you know, like you said, it was, it was out of the blue. You know, nobody saw this coming. Um, as soon as I heard it was a non-COVID related lung disease or whatever, I was a little bit, you know, relieved that at least it wasn't COVID. But at the same time, you know, how, you know, is this something that he's had for a while? You know, there's so many questions that I, I don't think necessarily need to be answered because the more important thing is that we lost somebody who was a, an amazing part of the business. And I think a lot of, you know, not so much as, as he's been in AEW, but before that, I think there were a lot of people that he kind of went under the radar. Um, especially in WWE, I think he was just a member of, you know, to a lot of people, he was just a member of the Wyatt family or he was just a member of the Bludgeon Brothers. And a lot of fans, I don't think, really realized what he really meant to the business and what he meant to people in the business and what the business meant to him. Um, I remember seeing, like, I would, I, I've seen indie matches of his before he went to, when he, before he came to WWE or went to WWE, I should say. Um, and, and there's so many guys that, you know, love this guy so much. And it's, I don't know about you guys, but I feel like, and, and, and not saying that his, you know, that he's more important than anyone else that we've lost, but I feel like I've seen so much more outpouring of, you know, messages and posts about Brody Lee, Luke Harper, from everybody that I remember seeing from a lot of other guys who have passed away. Like, yeah, I think this is the first person besides, of course, Shad, too, earlier this year that we lost kind of in their prime, yeah. too. Like, I mean, I don't think we've lost anybody in their prime that I can't think of, and I could be missing someone, and if I am, let me know. But, like, since since Eddie, no, since Benoit, really, actually, and that was before the social media era. Um, I mean, shoot, social media would have went crazy that day. But like that, that was before like social media was this huge thing. Like it was a thing, but it wasn't what it is now, where everybody is online connecting with people and and giving out you know their news and their spoilers and their responses and their reactions. Um, so yeah, I think I think. Because he was in his prime and he was in his prime on a prominent 
wrestling show every single week. And he's in this social media era where everything, every response, every thought, every reaction, you can see it with literally the type of his name. I th- I think, I think that's why it feels that way. Um, but uh, Adam, what what did you know? What do you think about the news? And of course, what Casey said as well. In the circumstance was was out of control because the three of us were going back and forth um, about with the, you know, the dolphins and the Raiders game and whatnot. I was out to dinner with my wife and I had already knew that Brody was, was out for a long period of time. I would say it's been whenever, whenever the dog collar match was, because I don't think we've seen him since or shortly thereafter, we haven't seen him since, but it had, it had struck me again, sitting at the table. I'm like, you know, I want to see if there's any news on him, on like why specifically he was out, because it was kept very, very quiet, which I, is a good thing. You know, I don't have to hear every every bullet point on somebody when, when they're out. You know, again, how can I miss you if you don't go away? Um so I Googled and I said, where has Brody Lee been? Blah, blah, blah. And I got an article saying that Meltzer surmised that I think it is an ankle injury. And I said, okay, that makes sense. You know, and, you know, he didn't, they're not traveling. So he, he doesn't have to get to TV you know, right away. And I mean, not even five minutes later, I don't know if it was one of you guys or if I saw it on Twitter, then I got got the notification that he had passed and and I just you know quietly you know because if this was at home I would have definitely you know exalted more of like what the because I, I I was in literal literal shock and she says what's wrong I said you won't know him I said but a wrestler a well-known wrestler now just passed and she goes like oh that you know that sucks and then scrolling through and then i'd seen i don't know who had made the explanation saying that he had uh this lung disease that not covid related and i'm not trying i'm not trying to have any uh expertise on this because i am in no way an expert an expert on this if this was something long lasting or or this had been an affliction of his for a while COVID could spark it to make it worse. But again, right now that's all we can go by that. If it was non COVID related, I got to, I got to take that on the, on the surface of it. I got to take it for what it is, but it sucked. And we're, we're not, we're not saying one's worse than the other because this year has been garbage. So really, like, what does it matter? Me personally, Shad, Shad's passing affected me more, just of the given the circumstances of what happened to him. A terrible accident. It should not have happened that way. And but I mean, he's a he's a he's a damn hero, and his his boys should be proud. Um, but anyway, and Brody got. So much talent, absolute, so much talent, so much to give. 
if anybody had listened to Jericho's podcast with him, you could you could tell the the frustration. Which, aside from things with Jericho now, I, I do I have really enjoyed those episodes where somebody leaves WWE and they get to not give the dirty laundry, but just vent, just just vent to to people on what he was dealing with, and. I, I could I could see his frustration because he was trying to get away. Like I'm not just the guy from the Wyatt family. I I will tell you this. I went to SmackDown here in Dayton. This was, I think this was like June of 17, and he was facing gender. Uh, and a again non-title, but nonetheless, it was the main event or you know high on the card. When I tell you, and, and this is not not hyperbole, Daniel Bryan came back that night, and I would say, with the exception of that, in terms of performance, Brody got the biggest reaction of the night, and it was a it was a great match, hard hitting. It, you know, and it it's just it sucks too because you know he he was always you know big, but obviously it wasn't chiseled. He had gotten trimmed down and looked really good. And now he's God. He he's almost like a he's almost like a linebacker now, chiseled, you know, you know, athletic build, whatever. Though I love the way love the way he moves in the ring. He's got a unique look with the beard and the hair and and all that jazz. And they just never quite knew what to do with him as a single. It's like like they they didn't they didn't let him be himself, which and maybe elements of Luke Harper was his real personality, but it did seem like they, they, like that was always, always just sprinkled in like, you know, well, this is the guy that used to be with, with the Wyatt family and da, 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 da. Loved him and Rowan as the bludgeon brothers. He didn't have, he didn't dislike it, but I think they, they made it way too cartoony for them. Uh, and the big thing, I think that's affected both of them is that they both kept getting hurt and, that's not necessarily doesn't doesn't kill you, but it also doesn't it also doesn't do you any favors because for some reason they they forget about you real quick. But um, and then he goes to AEW and gets I guess gets a boost with the with the the Dark Order and the and I and I'm not trying to all make this about you know booking, but I I. I can see and appreciate the, him making him the leader. I just didn't like the fact that it was just constant digging at, at Vince with the, with the vignettes and, and all that jazz. It's like, like, no, like you did it once now let's start to separate from it, you know, but I mean, above all else, this, this is absolutely horrific. He was finally getting finally getting some recognition that he deserved being in a, in a prominent spot. And it's, it's, it's just unfortunate. It was, was, he was only what, like 41, you know? So it is way, 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 way too young. And I feel horrible for his, for his family guys on the roster. It once the news came that you, you see all the other wrestlers, whether it be AEW WWE or in other promotions, man, you started seeing those pictures pop up left and right. And he seemed like a genuinely, 
generally good dude. And it just sucks that a guy like that is not around anymore. Yeah, I, I agree too. He was he was trending, I think, number one out of everything that was going on, which shows you uh, his reach and how, you know how many people he impacted, not only in the business, uh, but of course outside of the business and, and fans as well. Um, you know, but like you said, I I never really felt like in WWE he got the chance to to be himself. Uh, it, it, you know, he he either was with the Wyatt family, he was tied to Eric Rowan, or he was separated for a second from Eric Rowan just to be put back with Eric Rowan. Um, so, cause they, cause when they did do that little split off for a little bit, um, they didn't really let either one of them be anything more than just two guys from the Wyatt family. Pretty much. Um, only thing I remember was Eric Rowan saying, I don't like bullies. That's the only thing. That's the only thing I remember from that whole run with Eric Rowan. Uh, even though I love Eric Rowan, don't get me wrong. Big Red's my guy, but, uh, but nonetheless, I mean, like I always loved um, Luke Harper as like I I mean he just was the like total package to me. Um, he had especially once you got a chance to see him in AEW, you got to see a chance to you know you got a chance to see his promo skills a little bit more than you did in WWE because uh, like um, of course in the Wyatt family he wasn't the speaker of the family that was Bray, uh, but. You know, he got a little bit more than in in AEW of more than grunting. Uh, you know, so that was nice to see. So that kind of showed you how good he was as a promo guy going after the TNT title when he did with uh, with Cody. In and then will work too. I think if you if you you put them side by side by side between Bray, Eric, and him, to me, he was he was the standout in terms of in in ring work. You know, Bray is is a is a freak. But just in terms of overall skill set, I thought I thought uh, Brody outshined all three of them. Yeah, I definitely. I, I mean, I think getting a chance to see him a little because I liked his the little bit of singles work that he did in WWE. Because, um, like I said, you know, Casey and I when we were reviewing those shows back then, you know, we were really like, you know, this guy's got to get the title. There's no way this guy doesn't have the title. Like, what is going on? Um, and then, you know, of course, he did finally win it. I don't think he won it for very, very long, but, you know, it felt like he was uh, very much so a workhorse uh, for that title. But then, you know, of course, he went to AEW and got a chance to do a little bit more promo work, be a little bit more of a of a star, of a figurehead of that company. Um, and I think that helped, too. You know, I think that helped to show you how well-rounded he was if all you remember is him grunting from the Wyatt family uh, as far as, like, his, his promo style. But, I mean, like we said before, it definitely sucks. Um, you know, it's, it saddens me. It makes me want to, you know, it, it's just one of those things where, like, you got to kind of, and we've talked about it before, you know, enjoy it while you got it, you know, because you never, you never know. And that's in every situation. But, you know, especially us as, as wrestling fans, like, enjoy these guys while you got these guys because that, that don't mean they're going to be there next Monday, next Tuesday, next Wednesday, whatever sh- day their show may be on. Um and you know, I'm, I'm definitely uh, saddened by it. Casey. Did you have anything else to say that, that you wanted to say? I didn't, I didn't know if you guys had anything more. Um, I mean, I'm just, I'm just kind of, I'm thinking more less like wrestling, really, just because, like, from everything that I've seen and all the people that are posting, and like, there's people that I have worked with 
that maybe didn't know him personally, but knew people that knew him personally. And like, this is, this is bigger than just the business too, because he was such, from what everything that I've heard, he was such a genuine person, you know, um, he, he's the kind of person you would want to share a locker room with. He's the kind of person that, you know, you want to learn from that you want to kind of be around. Um, and, and, you know, I've, I've heard, you know, he's an even, he was an even better, better husband and father. Like just the, the, the video that Enzo put out on Instagram, that right there kind of encapsulates really what he meant to so many people in the business. Um, and, and that's the kind of person that you want to be. Like, that's the kind of person I want to be. That's the kind of person I want to associate myself with. Somebody that really cares about the business, cares about their family, cares about, you know, uh, other workers, you know, isn't in it just for themselves. You know what I mean? Um, and he, from everything that I've seen, that's him. You know what I mean? Um, it, it's, I don't even know if there's anything really else to say. It's just, it's, it's still a shock. Yeah. Well, and it it sucks, too, because, you know, like I hate I hate that you have to, like, have this type of a situation to really learn about someone. You know, like it it really took like this unfortunate situation for us to really understand how amazing of a a husband and a father, because like I I mean, I didn't know anything about Brody Lee as a person. And I think wrestling is one of those odd you know, oddities in that way where you don't really get to learn about the person all the time uh, past the wrestling ring. You you know about them in the ring and then usually later on, uh, either whether it be in, into their retirement or after their, their lives, that you kind of hear like this dude was a genuine stand-up guy, like you said with, um, with Enzo and, and his uh, emotional Instagram video that he put out, you know, <clears throat> he was talking about how selfless Brody was um, in terms of letting him do his uh, comeback on, uh, you know, on him, even though, you know, of course Brody was established at the time. Enzo was a little bit more of an upper even said in the city, you know, nobody kind of knew who Enzo and, and Cass were. Um, but I, you know, at the same time, it was like, you know, the selfless, you know, that, that was, he even said like, it wasn't just that in the ring. It was that, you know, outside of the ring, it was that, um, you know, it was that outside of the ring, it was that in every facet of his life. And, you know, as much as I hate that this happened, like, I am glad that I got a chance to to understand and get to know the person behind the wrestler that I've enjoyed watching for so many years. Um, but, uh, Adam, you got anything and any, any final thoughts before we uh, get out of here? Fuck 2020. Got a, a point and a and a question uh, for for both of you, but like you you've already you've already hit the nail on the head. You know, enjoy enjoy a lot of these guys while you still have them, because again, like that, you know, as Jim Ross always says, tomorrow's never guaranteed. I mean, the Wyatt family versus the Shield some of the best 
programs I have ever seen. They, those are those are hard hitting, and that was it, big shock. That's the like the epitome, literally, of heels versus baby faces. They're tremendous, and I'm I'm going I'm going to miss that that figure in the ring because whatever how how he was booked, good or bad, you know that's that's for a different topic. But just watching him as a performer is is going to be very very hard to go forward by with not him not being there. In the same breath, not even the the ones that that have passed just this year. What wrestling, what wrestler's death in your lifetime has affected you the most? For me, it's Savage. Because I I was always a huge fan of Savage. Um, and that also was a shock. I mean, obviously he wasn't in his prime. And he had he had been retired for a while, but it's one of those things where like uh, I I remember my mom like w- when I was when I was a kid, and like for some reason we were talking about JFK and his assassination, and she said that she remembered exactly where she was when she heard, right? And she said that there's some there's certain times where you're always going to remember exactly where you were. Savage is one of those things. I will remember to the day I die exactly where I was when I found out. And like, I'm getting emotional thinking about it right now. I will never forget exactly where I was when I found out he died. It's insane. Yeah. And especially when you find out the, the circumstances around it. I mean, yes, it was heart attack, car crash, but literally, this is from Terry, this is from Hogan, they had ran into each other at at that clinic where Terry was, was getting some work done, and Savage was taking his mom to get a checkup, but they had said, Let, let's do this checkup on his heart, and he goes, no, I'll, I'll deal with that later. Had they had that little that little checkup, whatever, that they probably they probably could have got him well, or at least you know got things you know, under control, and then you know shortly thereafter that happened. But DJ, what about you? I think I think for me, for uh, I think obvious reasons of of the the shock and awe and kind of how it changed literally everything we see now. I think for me, it was Benoit Um, because like it it was sad when it happened because very similar to Eddie where like you just saw him. So you're like, what? Like, like, nah, like, let me, let me make sure, let me make sure I check my, you know, my sources. Let me make sure I got another article or something uh, to make sure this is right. But like, then you get, what was behind it? You know, you get what you get the details after the fact. It, it wasn't like you know, it wasn't your typical wrestling death, and it's out, and it's probably the, the most notable out of all of them. Um, and like, I mean, even to this day, like when they do the little, when they do the documentary, I remember watching the Dark Side of the Ring with it. I'm fascinated by it, but at the same time, I, I like it. Just makes me like 
it, it, it like gives me goosebumps almost in, in the worst way possible. Uh, and it's like, I was watching the dark side of the ring and like, it took me back like to the time where I was like, you know, where I, where I heard about it and where I heard about the details and I watched the tribute show and then the tribute show disappeared. And the, like, it took me back to, it was like all of those things. And I think, you know, for me, I think it was Benoit uh, over, over anybody else, not because he was any better or worse than anybody, but, uh, but, you know, I think, I think it was just the circumstances around it that just hurt the most. Yeah. And, and that was, <clears throat> that was going to be one of my, <clears throat> one of my points. Like I put, I put Chris in a different in a different category just because of the unique circumstances around it. Cause that was the craziest 24 hours, I think in the history of the business, just because it went from, Chris Benoit and his, and his wife and his son have passed away. We don't know anything else. And we should do something on that one of these times. Maybe not just that episode, but Dark Side of the Ring as a whole. Because there is a third season coming. And and I don't want to spoil, spoil it for anybody, but there's one particular episode that I'm really looking forward to and i know i think i think we all like if 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 we all watch it i think we all know which one you're talking about that well we'll we'll within the chat whatever we'll see whatever because you you may you may be surprised on on what i'm what i'm speaking of but uh but i i could be way wrong but anyway but it it just you know went from we you know he, he has passed away his family's passed away all you can you know they thought they were servicing the audience and you'll see this. If anybody wants to, the series is amazing. There is some things about that, about that series that that's frustrating, but I think you have to kind of give them a little bit of rope because you can only squeeze in so much in an hour episode. That's why I wish they would just extend it to maybe two hours, but nonetheless, um, like I said, his death, I put in a different category. This is kind of a cop out, but, for the, you didn't see that coming, the, the, the suddenness of it, the one that really affected me the most, just because it affected everybody on that stage was Eddie. Eddie's was, what was hard because especially when you heard what happened when they zoomed in on Chavo on the, on the stage, I, I lost it D- just for the simple fact that he, he literally literally died in Chavo's arms. It, it's, it, it, it's, it's terrible. And then again, that's, it, that's the thing with the dark side of the ring episode. It's the part one is almost an Eddie and Chris story. And then the second part is mainly, you know, on Chris, but yeah, Eddie's Eddie's was really rough because again, they panned everybody and they're just, the tears are flowing. And then the only other one I can think of that was up to that level in terms of the boys having that type of, uh, reaction to somebody passing was obviously Owen and God, I could, I can talk for five hours on, on Owen and that particular incident, but believe it or not, overall, the one guy that really affected me the most, just for the simple fact of the, this is a guy that I've literally watched since I was seven, eight years old was Bobby Heenan. And it just, just for the simple fact of he was just withering away and it was just sad to watch having his jaw removed. He couldn't talk about it. The guy, literally one of the best talkers ever, 
the one thing that gives him that purpose is taken away from him. But if you listen to people, he was still jovial, still funny. I mean, you know, he, he could only do it through body motion at that point. But um, <clears throat> I was I was uh, listening to Bruce Pritchard and, and, and uh, Conrad Thompson's podcast. At the beginning of their show, talk, you know, they did an episode on Bobby. Right at the beginning, they played the WWE clip of them doing the tribute to Bobby, and they're playing the uh, Hawaiian version of Somewhere Over the Rainbow. And I just, I, I was here at work, and I was just, <laughs> you know, but again, you know, it's it's almost like a you know a sports figure retiring. You know, when, when it reaches that end, it, it affects you. You've watched this person growing up, and and now they're gone. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, they like wrestler wise in that context is definitely Eddie, but like overall in terms of the business, it's, it's the brain. I mean, and you know, we've lost some incredible uh, people this year uh, as, as you know, I mean, I, I like, you know, cause I was hoping that, that Kobe would be the one unfortunate one we could, we could talk about and be and kind of be done with uh, how bad the year would be, but that was just the beginning. Um, but uh, I can't believe how long ago that was now. That's coming right. up here, guys. That's coming up on a year already. Right. Yeah. Crazy. It, it, it seems like it was like two months ago. <clears throat> yeah. Like, sir, that's exactly what I said. I'm like It literally feels like it was a couple of weeks ago. It's, um, and the only thing, the other thing I would say, and this is just in general, uh, to fans is appreciate these guys, like DJ was saying, and you know, not not even just what they're doing now. Um, like I said, with you know Brody, you know he he came up in the Indies. He you know he he you know did everything he had to do. He uh, you know I, I can't even I. I'm at a loss, but like, really appreciate these guys. Watch, you know, watch some of their old stuff. Watch, you know, watch stuff that they did in the Indies. And not just guys that have passed away. Guys that, you know, are in WWE now or guys that are in AEW now. You know, appreciate where they came from. Appreciate what they've done to get to where they are. And and I know not not you know everybody we 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 kind of joke about it sometimes where like the you know WWE fans or the average fan isn't going to know a lot of these indie promotions but man you know, ask somebody you know what I mean um, shoot you know shoot me a message on Instagram saying hey you know is there any you know uh, indie stuff that I should be checking out you know of guys in WWE now or guys in or you know guys that I think are you know the future of the business. I have, I will gladly send you videos and promotions and stuff because I feel like these guys you know they they work so hard and yeah obviously the, the goal is WWE the goal is uh, AEW whatever but man we got you gotta appreciate where they came from and you know see what they've done to get here then that that'll give you a whole new appreciation. Um, because that helped me get a new appreciation uh, a while back of Luke Harper. Because um, I, you know, I, I, like I said, I had seen some of his indie stuff before he came to WWE, but 
when he had that intercontinental uh, program with, uh, it was Dolph, right? Dolph. I think it was. Yeah. That was when I was really like, you know what? I, I really want to go back and look at more of what he did on the 80s. And, you know, he was hungry. He really wanted it. You could tell. And, you know, definitely check these guys out. Uh, stuff that they did before WWE because, you know, it's not just WWE. You know, you don't just, you know, walk into WWE. Well, some people just walk into WWE and get a contract. But the, mo- the majority of people don't just walk into WWE. They work for years and years and years. And, you know, appreciate that, you know. Um, but, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, make, sure, make, sure, make sure you appreciate Mojo Raleigh. <laughs> yeah. He's the one you got to, you know, yeah. yeah. You got to uh, stay hyped for. Anyway, um, uh, shout out to Brandon. Thanks for tuning in, uh, of course, and, and giving us your feedback as well. Happy holidays and happy new year to you as well. Um, but uh, real quick, uh, I, I, for, for the people watching, Casey will send you a floppy disk uh, of uh, some indie stuff. If, if you need some older indie stuff, he's still got the floppy disk, uh, you know, back in his archives. I think, I think I got some, uh, some, some VHSs, some old VHS tapes. <laughs> I've got a uh, laser disc. I got a laser disc. <laughs> I do. <laughs> He'll send it to you through uh, AOL. I am. I have some four tracks of some uh, entrance music. So if anyone's interested in that. Um, yeah. Um, real quick. My, <laughs> my, my last, my last point. Uh, and I said this earlier this year, and I'm going to continue to say it until they start listening to me. Wrestling companies, you're now included. You were included before, but you're really included now. Wrestling companies, <laughs> you're included. Sports leagues, NBA, NFL, NHL, CFL, I don't care. If you don't start I making know. documentaries on these – yes. Um, if, you, <laughs> if, you don't, if you don't start – if you don't start making DVDs and documentaries of these people, this is the perfect time to do it. Start it now. So then that way you got it. If something crazy like this happens. Um, because I, I remember when when Kobe passed, I was like, yeah, there must there, there better be a documentary like tomorrow. <laughs> like there better be they better have been working on this and not waited uh until until later. So like like and the reason that I say that is because when we watched uh you know, Casey and I talked about the last dance. When we watched the last dance, and we got to hear uh, Michael Jordan's thoughts in his old age, that was nice. You know, that that was nice to see. We want to see them, at, in, you know, in their not old age per se, uh, but like at least Casey age. You know, semi old. <laughs> not old, not old, Casey. You know what I mean? His retired age. Sorry, retired age. My bad. Go ahead. Did you just call the goat old? Hear me out, dude. <laughs> Hear me out, dude. You suck. You don't call the goat old, dude. Okay. Also, hear me out, dude. Um, WWE, listen, I get it that he like you. You you let him go, but you need to appreciate. No, but that that's another thing that I'm kind of upset about. I, I get that, like, 
after you leave WWE, WWE doesn't give a shit about you. I get that. But I... If somebody dies and they've done something for your business, like, I don't know, the fucking Wyatt family, being part of the fucking Wyatt family, you could at least do some sort of, like, tribute to him. Like, thank you, or, like... Uh, Was there no graphic on, on Raw tonight? I don't know about Raw, but I looked on their Instagram and stuff. I didn't see anything. I they're, don't know about Raw. They're, uh... I, they posted something on Twitter. I saw them post something on Twitter. Oh, they did? Okay. Yeah. Hey. I was going to be... I, you know what that means. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, they posted something on Twitter. I saw it. Um, I, I, I saw it because I was looking in different different places. Yeah, they, they posted something on Twitter. Uh, that it, it, was, it was that night. They were a little late, but it, it, was, it was that night. No, um, yeah. They, they, were, they were a little behind, a little behind on, on the... Like they were definitely not the first to distribute the information, but yes, they at least acknowledged it later that night. So okay. I guess we can say, okay, okay. at a boy a little bit, but you know. Yeah, and they put a video together on their YouTube channel. I, I saw I saw that too, Brandon. Thanks for that. Um, but anyway, other than that, um, the, um, hopefully we'll be back with uh, another video here soon. Of course, we got uh, picks coming up at some point uh, soon soon this week. Bill um, in Narnia. I've, I've tried yeah. to get him out. He just does not want to leave. I think I think he's didn't get a little too close with the lion, but that's, that's, that's another story. Uh, yeah, that, that's true. And uh, the witch and the wardrobe. But nonetheless, we'll see you guys on the uh, next video, whatever that may be. Um, of course, uh, sending our thoughts, prayers, uh, and good wishes to uh, John Huber's family and his kids and, and everybody connected to him. Um, you know that they can course make it through the situation as as hard as it may be uh but we'll see you guys on the next video until next time